This episode is brought to you by Lone Wolf Paintball. They are an amazing online supplier and have been around since the beginning of the game as Michigan's premier paintball field and paintball supplier since 1987. They are rapidly expanding into the online retail space and supplying everything you need to be the best paintball player you can be. They have got it all. Head over to lonewolfpaintball.com and shop all of your favorite brands and they also boast amazing customer service and will have this out to you with same-day shipping, which is amazing. It's always nice to know that your stuff is on its way immediately so you can start to use it that very next weekend of play. Check out their YouTube, Lone Wolf Paintball, and their Instagram, at Lone Wolf PB, and stay up to date with all of their deals and sales. Play the Game Podcast is immensely honored to have them on board, and we cannot wait for you guys to check out LoneWolfPaintball.com and become a part of their community. This episode of PTG is brought to you by HK Army. HK is an industry leader in high-quality paintball gear, accessories, and lifestyle apparel that was founded in 2007, and we have a tremendous opportunity for you all to be geared up on every level with HK Army Custom Team Gear. Whether you're on the paintball field or in the airsoft arena, take your game to the next level by using code PTG to get 50% off your custom gear design fee. And I don't think y'all heard me out there. That is 50% off and you will be able to collaborate with a seasoned designer to create custom branded HK Army jerseys, long sleeves, t-shirts, pants, gloves, or headbands for your team with no minimum order quantity. Head on over to hkarmy.com slash custom and use code PTG for 50% off on your team's custom gear design fee right now. Let's go. Thank you, HK Army, for everything you do in paintball, in airsoft, and in so many people's lives. We love you. Go check them out. Thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for the tremendous support with the PTG show. If you are enjoying these episodes and want to help with the progress and development of this program and connect with like-minded, hungry paintball players, then head on over to ptgpodcast.com, click the orange Patreon link, and become a member of the PTG World Discord chat room. And now back to the show. What's going on, PTG Nation? Thank you guys so much for tuning in and rocking with us. We have Nick Sloviak, the one and only, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, have some great inside news or insider info, if you will, about Chicago Aftershock and that entire program. It sounds so cool, everything they have going on. I'm really excited. Uh, but without further ado, we are going to hop in the show. That was an insane inside move by Marcelo Margot. Great communication. And the crowd starts chanting, Harmon. Great shot by all the guys. Up. Tyler Harmon saved that game. Came out with two wins. Marcelo Margot was on fire. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We got the greatest Nick Slowyak and Marcelo <laughs> Margot. We were just going over the pronunciation of Nick's name in the uh, old green room there. And no, I, I guess I can up. say it. I can say it either way, right? Slowyak, yeah. Slowyak. Slo- I, I think the W means that you're pronouncing two V's. So that's right. Sloviak. Sloviak. Yes. Sloviak. <laughs> yes. Strong, powerful, and we're great. And we're so happy to have you here, dude. Thank you yeah, for, so for happy taking to be here. Thank you for taking a moment away from BKI to be here with us. <laughs> yeah. We love you. We love BKI. BKI is crushing it. This is actually the BKI crew right here. 
And uh, we're excited to see everyone very soon out there in Texas. Um, we're coming out there in just a couple weeks to go to the Combine. So we can't wait to see you all out there. How you doing over there, wait. Nick? I can't wait to go to Texas before that. Ah, oh, what are you doing? You're going. What are you doing it. out there? Uh, aftershocks having a, uh, a little practice, a little uh, tryout, a little evaluation set. There we go. Oh, you want to dive right, right into it? <laughs> yeah, we're we'll dive right into it because <laughs> everybody's been talking about Nick Sloviak going to aftershock. It makes sense. That's your roots. Everyone's sharing photos from like 2011 when you guys won in Vegas, and there's photos of you in your aftershock jersey, and you know, like it makes sense. I think really, it makes sense. Really hoodwinking everybody. They think they know. They have no idea. They have no idea. What what don't they know? I think I think I think we just confirmed what they all think they know. Well, so I, Todd had said it. He did an interview. I did an interview with him for Die, and he did one with Zizek, um for Major League Paintball and Zizek's thing for Paintball Nerd, where he confirmed that there's going to be a practice and uh, there'll be evaluations of players. But there's no there is no roster. Like there's no one on it, and I know that because I'm I'm not on it, and I bought my plane mm-hmm. ticket just like everybody else that wants to be a part of this or have this opportunity to be a part of the team and I have to go out there and I have to perform, you know? So like I, I can't, people say, Oh, you, of course you're on aftershock. Like, no, like I'm not like I, and I think it's one of those things that's, it's nice too. Like uh, you shouldn't just assume you're on anything, you know, it's a test. And if there's one thing I can take from Shane saying it, uh, the ax is always sharp. Well, I mean, mm. that's also that, that applies to before you even get there. So you know, you might not even have to use the axe. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's the mentality, right? That's, that's why you're going to continue to do great is because you're, you're an overachiever, man. You're not just looking to scrape by, you want to go out there and you want to, uh, perform, you know? Yeah. That's why people go to world cup. Watch after Chuck pound people. Hey, that has not happened since like 1997. (laughs) Shout out to push old quote there. Uh, since, uh, yeah, we, 2010, Actually, when we got seven out by the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure in 2015, we also uh, uh, mercy rolled you guys. But that was the finals. Semifinals. No, I know. No, oh. Uh, did you? Dynasty? <clears throat> yeah. I was on 187. You were you were not on Aftershock, that's for sure. I think uh, Dizon was, LJ. <clears throat> yeah, um, they, they had a really good, they had a really good run of cup. They did. They, did, they, they did. did really well. They played yeah. well. Chris Ocenia, Dizon, uh, LJ, because we all got let go from Heat, and those mm-hmm. two went to Aftershock and went to win seven. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But anyway, there's a <clears throat> there's an evaluation practice. Uh, Blast Camp will be there. X Factor will be there. Uh, there'll be a, a maybe a handful of other kind of teams and people that'll be throw together teams there. Um, but they'll, from what I understand, from the list I've seen and the names I've heard, there'll be quite a few people there. Or that are, there's quite a few people on the list, whether or not they show up. I haven't seen a finalized, confirmed list of names, but uh, I keep hearing more and more people um, that like coming up and to be added to that list. And some of those yeah. names uh, are pros on other teams still. So, ooh, who? Guess I'll tell you if you're hot or cold. Oh, I'm not going to play the guessing game. There's like 200 pros in the league. All right, so we can go through that in like five minutes. Yeah. hot or cold right. I like that. <laughs> do they what Dude. team do they play for what color jerseys do they have blue red oh their jerseys aren't okay so it's nope. not heat it's not the iron man huh oh well i mean uh, the people that i'm thinking of <clears throat> these are people that would i think would surprise you these aren't names i gave you before 
Oh, yeah, we right. the, red, the red light wasn't on in the corner. I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say, I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, there are there are players. There's other uh, ones. Wow. Yeah, there's other ones. Oh wow. Think black, think white. It, you know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that there's this uh, this team that's forming. It's an old school, iconic brand in aftershock. Todd Adamson is is making the comeback. I, I you know, when I first turned pro, had to you know got to play with Todd, uh, and what a tremendous individual he is. Actually, him and Billy Saransky, single more so Todd, single handedly taught me that you don't have to look good on the field to be really, really good. Like. I, I remember being, you know, 15, 16 years old. I get on the team and, you know, this guy's getting all the spins and he's shooting teacup style, fakey, both knees under the bunker out of the left <laughs> side. We're playing full blown X-Ball. I'm like, what, what? I don't understand, you know, but the amount of one on twos and one on threes that this man pulled off on a consistent basis. And then you hear him talk about the game and the way he was in meetings with strategy. I was like, oh, I get it now. So to this day, it's funny. I'll, I'll you know, when I go and coach teams or something, you'll have sometimes there'll be a little bit of division and some players think that other players don't deserve play time. I ask them why. And, oh, well, fundamentally this is off or he's slow or he's this. I'm like, okay, well let me watch. And then you watch and you realize that player has something it's IQ, it's experience. And, and you go, you might not see it, but this player is really valuable to your team, you know? And, and it's true. And I've, I've really learned that. And Todd Adamson is absolutely the first person that I totally shifted my thinking in that. Cause coming up, you know, it's like, we were kind of the the younger new generation and we were taught that you have to be fast. You got to be in shape. Your, your fundamentals have to be on point. If you're looking left, you better shoot left-handed. You know, if you're, if you're looking right, you shoot right-handed starting off the gate, everything has to be, you know, the, done the right way, yada, yada, yada. And this man was just out there punking people, you know, teacup style looking so goofy <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and, uh, and it was incredible. So, you know, seeing Todd come back in really excited to rebuild the aftershock brand, um, you know, which is the team that, built a, his legacy with is really cool. And, and I think that's why, you know, you're seeing a lot of, a lot of pros probably, you know, gravitate towards that. And it's cool that it's, you know, no one has a spot. They have to go earn it. You know, it's that kind of old school mentality. Uh, nothing is given. Everything has to be earned or, or, or taken. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes out of that weekend. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have you back on and you're in the discord. So I'm lot, sure, man. you know, We've been having a lot of fun in PTG world and Todd oh, yeah. is the man, dude. Todd, Todd is a legend of legends. The guy Absolutely. is one of the nastiest to ever do it. And I will say the man has one of the sharpest mindsets of anybody yeah. you'll ever meet. Just really savvy when it comes to player personalities, business, life in general. And I think that having him at the helm and with such rich history as well. I mean, he has the history in the game. He's got the roots. He has the wherewithal to understand you know, the real intricacies of pro paintball. And I think that with the hungry group that they got coming out there to try out, it's going to be very interesting to see who's on that roster and what we got going on here in just, uh, you know, 60 days, less than 60 days as we make our way towards the first NXL event. Shout out to Die too. One time, Nick is rocking head to toe Die. If you head over to YouTube, you can see he's flooded out. He didn't know what the term meant when I, when I said it to him at first, kind of shocked him a little bit. But he's he's just rocking nonstop. Dying. I didn't know either, to be completely honest. <laughs> he's and flooded. I was like, <laughs> it's it's because I have an eight year old. You know, my eight year old. He's coming. That's home from with, Theo. That's from Theo. That's straight yeah. from Theo. <laughs> so that's that new shit. 
that's that new that's one. that new shit <laughs> that's hey tight yeah. dude i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling I, you gotta give theo my number bro he's gotta set me up with all the cool yeah. lingo tell him to he slide me the new lingo a, he needs his two minutes of fame on the show like get him in there and like oh, i can yeah. yes. educate you today yeah, yeah. we gotta flooded. do a segment F-L-O. we're gonna do a segment. He, he just comes in hey dad you flooded today <laughs> so Max as well is like a young, uh, you know, he wants to be like a YouTube star. So he's got all the uh, telling me how to run a YouTube business. Essentially, he's like, you got to do these bits. You got to do them like this, you know, all this stuff. So he's having a lot of fun and they are growing. They're getting big eight and six years old. Max and Theo growing up quick. And Nick, I have to say, man, you are the best father in the world, dude. Like the way that you handle yourself through adversity the way that you are as a man you're truly someone that is a is a hero to me and i'm being dead honest with you as a as a father figure so and i know that that's deeper than just me like you inspire a lot of people by what you do on and off the field so we commend you and i tip my hat to you for that thanks man amen brother yeah i totally agree um you handle yourself incredibly well and and uh, uh i'm excited to see this venture with you nick and uh i hope in two weeks you're uh, calling us and, and you have a spot on Aftershock. It seems very fitting. I think it's a great story. Um, why did they decide to do the practice in Texas? Because Todd's based out of Florida, right? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Interesting. I feel like it's going to be freezing there. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, it's one of those things where who knows? Yeah. Be, well, I can tell you. It's probably going to be freezing there. Yeah, I think it's going to be mean, freezing. If, if, yeah. he wanted, if he wanted to play against another, I mean, you know, who are you going to play against? Either you'd have to have everyone come and play damage. Right. That seems or great. Or you'd have to go to ASG. Mm-hmm. Like, where else are you going to go? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what we just I just watched a live video of guys in Dallas playing, and it looked pretty nice up there. They just yeah. had it this past weekend. So in, in San Antonio, south of Dallas, by four or five hours. So. Mm-hmm. I you know who knows anything can happen at this time of the year so we'll just I guess we'll have to wait and see I mean yeah we'll be you'll, you guys will be out there next week or two weeks later so yeah I'll, I'll give you a little tip it's it, it's thirty degrees out here in the desert in the mornings like uh, first thing in the morning it's been pretty cold which is nothing for you know the north but um, I would imagine that yeah it's going to probably be a little bit cooler out in Texas but now I have to look that's yeah. better than uh you know the sweltering heats that texas gets as well because it gets cooking out there in the summer so i think i'd definitely take the the winter over the summer yeah, well, the summers out there are cooking but it's really good training that's for sure amen uh yeah so i mean that'll be exciting um on the flip side of that i have been talking to blast camp uh, i had a nice meeting with virgil a couple talks with virgil had a little zoom call or like Facebook call with all the guys in that squad. So if if the whole shock thing doesn't work out, I'll look to coach those dudes. And, Very uh, cool. Nice. The top. Amazing. You know, since I'm the defending PKI summer camp coach. <laughs> you this certainly is. are, dude. I'm coming back this year to take <laughs> take the title though. Take the damn title. You know what? I was so happy though. I was so happy when I <laughs> when I heard that you were the one that won. I was like, either one of you winning. Yes. Yeah. There's just a few others that we can't. Ryan win, winning? You know? No. Ryan winning? No way, buddy. <laughs> no way. Dude. Oh, I was so happy. He had a good crew. They're, they had a really good crew. And all the tra- teams are like, you know, fighting their hearts out and uh, laying it all out there. But he had a, definitely a good crew out there. You know, so- it's, it's funny. Real quick, Nick, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I, I, I think sometimes you, you kind of uh, go the other direction. Not sure if maybe this event you you shifted gears, but 
I feel like sometimes other people say that are at these events, you're being too intense, right? This is supposed to be fun. But I actually feel that we're doing, we would be doing a massive disservice if we didn't bring the same level of intensity that we do to uh, our own careers and our, our own performances when we're in this situation where we're trying to teach these kids how to be the best and how to accomplish their goals within the game. You know, and part of it is that intensity and showing up and giving 110% or 100%, you know, just give 100%. Don't leave anything on the table. Take this serious. You know, it is a competition. How do you feel about that? Should it be something that is a little more relaxed and fun or should we be all in doing everything we can to win within the the, the fair rules of the game? Uh, you're talking about the summer camp? Yeah, summer camp. There, I think it's got to be a mix of both because as both of you know, there are there are varying skill levels of these players that come in and mentally some players can handle it and mentally some can't. And this is the test for them. And this is where it's always important as a coach, you give these players feedback. And, and this is where it's, a, I think it's a learning experience for all of us. I would love to be a hundred percent all hundred percent of the time, hundred percent intensity. But you, mm-hmm. if you do a good job of, of taking, removing yourself from the box or taking stuff outside the box and looking in. Yeah. And we know this because we work with these kids all week. Uh, you've got to know when you've got to tone it back. So I, I think you, you there are times sure. when you have to make it a hundred percent. And if you get any pushback, you know, you can treat that a certain way, but I like to make them, I made a mental note at uh, the summer camp this past year. And I was like, okay, Hey, look, you asked, this is for rascal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and his compadre was like, look, you asked for the real thing. Like you, you, this is what you're going to get. Like you, if you think, People always ask, what's the difference between playing pro and playing low division? Like, that's it. Like, the intensity, uh, the focus, the, 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 the care, the, the care and the ability to not make mistakes and to bounce back from the ones you do. It's the way you, you handle and hold yourself. And if you're not being pushed for in one area, uh, you know, you're going to let yourself slip, and, and that's where mistakes are made. So, you have to be pushed and uh, you have to be willing to take that. <clears throat> and so, you want a test of how it's going to be. Well, let any one of us coach you, you know, you're going to get that. But I do think, I mean, it's a delicate balance in that, in that regard. If you are coaching and Marcel, I think you would know this and Tyler, I'm not sure uh, how much coaching you do outside of uh, heat and, and BKI and whatnot. But if you're coaching a WCPBL team or a, any other regional event team, like, yeah, you're going to get hundred percent intensity all the time. Like this is no mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. Um, but you, again, as, as coaches, as role models, you just have to kind of recognize the situation and try and take everything into account because the one thing you don't want to do is, you know, take mm-hmm. little Timmy yeah. and he's 14 and he's only played one year. Yeah. And and like, ruin the, so what yeah. I, what I, what I, I do and I will is, say I have uh, coached, you know, a fair amount, done a little yeah. coaching. Yeah. On the, uh, yeah. But that's a, uh, that's how you would coach no matter what team it is, whether it's a pro team or not, you can't be a hundred percent with every single person on, on a pro team. You know, there's like certain players that you're going to get through in a different way. You, you, high level players that are fully committed. Yeah. So, so that balance and back and forth, I think is always there. I don't, that's yeah. not totally, yeah, it's not totally think, what I'm referring I, to. Okay. I think if, I mean, and I kind of, I laid it out when I had the meeting with the, the blast camp guys, like, this is how I would do things. This is how mm-hmm. I would coach. And there's mm-hmm. not, there wouldn't be any different from that. Like, I'm not holding your hand when it comes to this. Like you guys are young, you're in your mid twenties, but you're trying, you're going to have to act like grown ass men. And it's, you know, it's not to say it's my way or the highway, but, you know, you can't get something done. You can't provide information like you're not going to play or someone else is going to go in. We're going to have to change stuff up. And I'm 
probably not going to say that in the nicest manner or, you know, jokey, like funny, go lucky, happy, go lucky, Nick, as I would in the BKI summer camp pit. Right. But I always, I feel like it's easy for me in those situations to read people and, and go off of people's energy. And so in the BKI pit, in the summer camps that I've coached, all of them, uh, it's, it's easier to read the younger people, especially having to know them. But I, I think when you switch gears to a pro team or a team that has played together for seasons and is a team, then like, look, we're not messing around, you know, like this, this is the not messing around crew. You don't get all dressed up and shoot people, for, you know, for the, just for fun. You want to win. Mm-hmm. You want to have success. So let's build on that and have success. If that, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that Nick, makes makes more sense. Yeah. Are you're not going uh out to Texas to be like uh practice for your coaching gig. You're going to play. Is that right? You you want to continue? Yes, I am going football. with the intention of trying to make after like be on the team. Because there was rumors that you were retiring. There was rumors that I mean that was a very that was a very real thought. You know, I've got yeah. a lot of stuff going on um and just working and, and handling the kids and Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and it's one of those things where, uh, that know, would be a sad when, day when Billy, Billy wing called me and you know, the reason why he gave me why I was cut is because I didn't dedicate enough off weekends to practice, which like translated to him that I wasn't as passionate or as hungry. Now you can, I can, you know, and he gave me a chance to rebut that all I want, but they in doing that. It's like, I'm going to get back on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I have to take that. If that is the true one reason why I was like, oh, then I have to look into that and go, you know, one, he's right. I couldn't, especially at the beginning of the year, I couldn't play as much as I would have liked I, with three kids and, and everything else going on. Yeah. I haven't been able to make every weekend like I was when I didn't have all these other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I had to take that into consideration. Like, is that something that is really affecting how I play and the reason why I'm now not on I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was dumbfounded as to why you weren't on the team, you know, because uh, in my opinion, one of the best players on the team and always someone that's reliable. Yeah, let's go. You know, making shots, connecting, doing all the things that we need paintball players to do, right, to be a successful organization. So it was it was shocking to me that you weren't on the team anymore. Yeah, I mean, you were when you asked them. You were monumental in the Ironman's last win in 2020, playing the back center, uh, getting a kill <laughs> off the break consistently, and just dominating that side. Why are we laughing? Because of what he said. He said, what did Shane say when he came on the oh. show? <laughs> <laughs> I asked him the PTG. Just yeah. I know. I, I yeah, couldn't I mean, bring myself and, to it. And a, lot is, a lot's happened from them, right? That's one of those things where I, I feel like a lot of people that were part of that team um, I mean, that's one of the things that like everyone stepped up, everyone played really well, For sure. right? It was like, it was so cool to go back and rewatch and listen to the webcast and reflect on how well Al played, Corey played, <clears throat> A-Rod played, uh, LJ Parrish, Peyton Chabata and Thomas Kim against Thomas Kim played up that on that. He played like power. one of the hardest. Yeah. He played one of the hardest spots and played it better than anybody. That yeah. Was... And probably, and probably at the least amount of recognition. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Cause it just wasn't a flashy spot at all and so you know and that's the bittersweet thing about like my the ending of my time on the team is that and we i joked around about the obviously they got under some people's skin about the ironman winning the series and everything that year but 
that was such a good team and for COVID to happen and not really get to see what that could have been with Todd at the helm and a lot of people flocking in that team to play for Todd and, and die really stepping it up and, and, you know, fulfilling their contracts and making sure everyone had a contract. It just sucks. You know, it sucks that A-Rod bailed right before cup and that we lost, we lost to him on Sunday, you know, like that, like it just sucks. And then everything, a lot of things kind of fell apart after that. So Mm -hmm. that, that makes it, uh, crappy to think like because the one shining spot was literally the very beginning of that of the team and then everything slowly but surely got worse and worse and worse to now where you know outside of booking their flights i don't have to really worry about much <laughs> he's still, in their he's hotel still rooms. yeah still rocking with die you know don't get it twisted yeah 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 I'll yep. design some jerseys, maybe hide like a dick in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's lawless. He's lawless. <laughs> nice little Easter egg in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I so yeah, Billy, Billy's the one that called me, you know, and it was crazy because we'd been talking about uh pickups and you know, uh Henry and Omar were out. So he made the move to pick up um Tom and uh Scotty. Didn't know anything about Mitch. And then uh, it's like, I think it's Tuesday and Henry calls me and he's like, Hey man, Rebels, it's not working out. We're, we're going to join the team. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh man, we just picked up Geiger. We just picked up these two. That's three guys. No one on the team. We lost four. The three Thunder guys are left. Chris is retired. So that's now three pickups. We, we, we had to figure out what the heck's going on here. <clears throat> and they could tell, Hey, don't wait to call. Billy this afternoon, call him now. That happens. Billy lets me know, like, hey, they're 90% in. And then the next day he goes, but I got some bad news here. I don't have a spot for you on the team. And I, I had a, I went out with uh, Dylan. Dylan. That's right. Me. Yeah. And we, I, I told this story about, so uh, Billy, there was a rumor going around that Billy was leaving Die to, to work for Infamous at the end of the year. I heard it more than once. And so I was like, I got to see something Billy. Because one time, okay, whatever. It's the second yeah. time I hit Billy up and I, I messaged him through Skype and he he messed with me and so did Chris that like it was true. And Billy said, hey, don't let anyone know. Like he got me good. Like he got me really good. <laughs> and Chris, I was talking to him on the phone. He's like, so you like at the end of this conversation, we, I'm talking about Billy and I'm talking to him. So you sure you don't have anything else you want to tell me about anything else going on? And I was like, oh God, this is a test. Don't say anything. <laughs> And so, like, when Billy's oh, like, oh, funny. I don't have a spot for you on the team, I'm digging, oh, you're messing with me again. Like, nah. me. And I was like, this is real, huh? Sheesh. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> like, man, Billy, you're so funny. You're Here's so good. Two times in one week, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't heard that story. That's uh, that's wild. Oh, my goodness. Wait, yeah. so so you didn't tell Chris. You you held it. No, I didn't. I didn't. And then like, and then they both came out and were like, ha, it's a Damn. joke. And I was like, and Chris was like, I'm really impressed. You didn't say anything. And I was like, well, I was really conflicted because like this is it's a big thing, but like Billy told me not to say it. I and this is the thing that gets me is I get so many calls by so many different of our peers, our other pros, and some of yeah. friends of mine, some of our acquaintances, and say, Hey Nick, don't tell anybody this, but and I'm like why are you telling me like ask me a specific question about something you get my opinion but like don't tell me not to say anything because i'm just gonna forget yeah (laughs) that makes it that now i people go hey remember that i'm like no you told me not to tell anybody so yeah so it's in one ear out the other exactly oh what a man what a man yeah Yeah. anyway funny dude 
So is this uh, tryout for Aftershock, is it invite only? Is, is the whole world showing up? Because I would imagine no, there's going to be people out the door if it is. It's definitely invite only. Um, and I was talking to Todd the other day and he said that uh, I'm, I'm so I'm designing. I helped design with SK the, the Aftershock gun that was released. I do. I do the jerseys for the Ironman. I did the jerseys for Shock. And so I've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes to the interview with Todd. So I've been going back and forth with Todd on the products that he wants <clears throat> that Dai is working on to provide for the team. And uh, he said, oh, man, Tammy got a hold of my phone <laughs> the other day. And like, I don't check my messages. And he's like 150 like unread messages <laughs> all from like the day the news dropped that Aftershock is back. And so like, yeah, there's people at the woodwork. Oh, yeah. Hitting him up to try and get well, him. I, he, he said where it's at. So people show up, I guess. What are you going to do? Is Drewby it's, going? No, God, I wish. Oh, Trust me, I, dude. I hit up everybody. Be tight. Let's yeah. get Lawhead and Trillet, and we can get Josh Yost, and we can get Sosine and Damn LJ, Parish or uh, not Parish? Uh, I John Woodley. I don't know what Woodley's. He's he's. I don't know. I, I I heard that he's no longer playing with the ML Kings. Right. I know. You saw the list, bro. Uh, <laughs> he's not on it. <laughs> okay. He's not on it, but some other some of some other ones are. Some other LJs? <laughs> ML Kings. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Kyle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Damn. I like that. Good for Kyle, man. He he yeah. uh he puts in all the work. I, and this is where I, I don't know. We don't know if that's true, but well, the, I mean, the, you have to show up, right? That's the thing. Yeah. I bought my flight to go there. Like Todd's not providing anything for anybody. Again, if you want to be a part of this, you gotta put the effort in, and that's you know a monetary sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, clear your schedule. Yeah, what so, yeah, an so exciting we'll man! What a brand to to own such a powerful brand right off the bat is huge. I know Todd and Tammy are over the moon to be back. You know, in pro paintball with a team. So with a lot of effort and passion and love for the game, good things are going to happen. And I'm stoked to see what they can do with the branding. I know it's going to be a lot of fun, nostalgic stuff. You know, for the paintball community. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've, I've talked quite a bit with Renick. Uh, and and he said this. I don't know that there's anyone else he would have given his mm-hmm. blessing in the name to. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, because you know, and you both spoke really highly of Todd. And, like the one thing I've taken away from talking to him more, from doing the interview, um, is that he's just a winner, right? Like it's just one of those things where, and in I got lucky in growing up in the Chicago area to be able to watch him and Billy Saransky and Kenny Clamper Beast. and Bruno and all, and all these guys, the, the Manchester brothers, like. And the image guys come in and play at Badlands. Yeah. One of my favorite memories is when I, the Ironman came and actually they played X-Ball. And I can remember it was like PSP on XL X-Ball and yeah. hanging on the ground and watching. The, first off, the, guy, the guys are starting with their guns pointed down, right? <laughs> and we're traditionalists in the lower divisions. Like, we're touching yeah. start blocks. Like, yeah, we're having guns up here. So these guys have to go like this. And we're just we're laying on the ground. We're watching the amount of paint in the air. And it's like, yeah, no, we're good. How does anyone live? <laughs> so these guys are shooting guns that are like not relegated by any rate of fire. Yeah, it was lawless back in 2003, 2004. Those were in some case. of my favorite paintball games to play. That was when I was on Oakland, and we would go oh, yeah. battle it out with Chicago, and they were just nuts. The games were insane, dude. It was yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, times were times were different, but that's the one thing uh, to go back to Todd is that he's just a winner, and hearing mm-hmm. and he's driven, and he has a plan, and so it's definitely. The structure that Todd is already uh, projecting, that aura, 
uh, I can tell you is something that didn't have on the Ironman last year. So it's definitely a reassuring feeling, you know, to have that, that direction. Um, <laughs> Damn, just that good? Slide, slide that one in there. Well, I mean, <laughs> slide it. Slide it. Slide anything. Hey, I'm an open book, man. Like, what do you want to talk about? That's, that's what we appreciate. Some names I won't, you, be give, I won't be throwing out there, but that's, that's just. Of course. That's the, yeah, that's how, the Nick, let, let's, let's talk about that. What about. do you think were the reasons for the Ironman shortcomings last year? Because 19th place, you know, it's obviously not what that Still roster should have, should have done. Still pro. Still pro. Hardly. Hey. Still pro. I don't care if you win by an inch, you win by a mile. Yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot of winning. The three games? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, uh, I, just, I look at that roster, the team that you guys had last year, and it was a much better team than a 19th place team. Well, start there. No questions you, asked. You said it. What's the first problem is the roster. And it's not it's not the personnel so much as it's just the number of people, right? Yeah. And I, I understand the beginning of the year, there were two tryouts. And the axe was sharp for Shane and Mike. And they wanted to get rid of it. And to Shane's credit, he was involved the year before. He came out to water practices. He came to the events. Um and he helped, especially on the judo side and holding people accountable and giving people advice and just being that motivating factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got rid of a lot of people, a lot of people that were on the team, they got rid of, they, and they didn't feel that they were, were good enough, which I struggled with because, um, you know, I, I recognize that Shane and Mike, they know paintball, but they haven't been around the pro field digesting professional paintball for a while. And it's not to say that, yeah, you can't watch people play and get an idea, but you know, just, I there were a couple of moves that I, it, it was like shocking. There were a couple of people that got let go that were, that were shocking. the, The thing that was, that was, that was disappointing to me is that I felt like some of those guys had fought and earned their spot. And then they were, there were the chemistry in the team bonding was like the bonding had happened the chemistry was there we know what we had it. and we took we went we we got to the finals in, in the, the sacramento event right it's, it's even though it wasn't officially a full event like you know and bar some guys wiping hits on some dragon team uh you know we had a good, huh? pretty good we had a pretty good event <laughs> yeah we had huh? a pretty good event that was probably <laughs> my hearing you cuss your team out at the end oh that was so nice to hear i could i could listen that could motivate i could listen to that before a game that would motivate me to play hockey Anyway, hey, um, don't wipe hits when we have a chance to move on on Sunday. How about that? Yeah, I'll say that all day, every day. That's yeah. fair. It's it's one thing, like if you get shot and you're playing on. Sometimes that shit happens. Sometimes it's bang bang, and, and you make a little mistake there. But if you are white, if you get a gross major on Sunday, whew, yeah, For no bueno, brutal, brutal, no bueno. It's not right. good, right? Not good. Not good. It, it just shows that you don't trust. Uh, the rest of your team, or you think it's more about you and, and you're so you're concerned selfish. with, with like making sure you play the way you feel like you should be playing. But in that point, you didn't get off the field, you know? Yeah, man. He really let him have it too, huh, Nick? I was I, there. I loved it. And I loved it because I, I heard it live and then I heard it recorded <laughs> from multiple angles, like surround set. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll never back case, down from that kind of stuff. I just the won't. team, the team yeah. did, the team did decently well. And I felt co- really comfortable with that group of guys. And then a lot of guys came into that tryout and, you know, a lot of the guys we had were let go and we, and we brought on a lot of new faces 
And <clears throat> there were a lot of things done that didn't reassure the guys that were still on the team that they were wanted. The focus wasn't on who was there. It was on who was coming in and getting them what they needed. And we had 13 guys <clears throat> and um, it just, it just didn't make any sense. That was something that we had, we had that it doesn't work. And I, and I'll say this, like we knew right away that I couldn't make the first event. We knew that Adam and Patty were both having kids. Right. So like there's three people right there, but I would have said, look, you know, I could have, I could have just cut, cut it to 10 and okay. So play with seven, play with eight, force the team, like take that pile of coal and condense it to, you know, start forcing the diamond crystals in that, do that to harden everybody up. It didn't happen. And so we went out throughout the year playing with 12 to 13 guys. And then, you know, Trent gets cut in a move that I felt like, you know, in, I, I didn't agree with, and I felt there was ulterior, ulterior motives there. Like if we get rid of Trent, then Keith and Kyle will leave. So now we're at 10 and we only had to do like oh, one person, you know, like hmm. just the, I, so I didn't like that. I, I definitely will say though, like, uh, and throughout the entire thing, even from the beginning of the year, the one person I have to give like a lot of credit to, and it's someone that's <clears throat> been a, 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 a solid rock and foundation for words of wisdom has been Billy wing, even though he cut me. <laughs> from the team but he has a very good he's, he's very knowledgeable he's very smart and he's very direct and he's got a, a very good outlook on things from just from what he's been through and in, in, in his his career in winning and being part of die and being part of the Ironman. so he was definitely someone that in in all those situations i had the opportunity to talk to uh both as a player um and like as an employee to to get things and I, I i definitely like respect his opinion and i can understand things but still i'll say that that just didn't it didn't it didn't click with me it just didn't make any sense and that move there really made a lot of people unhappy because one they didn't think that was the person to cut and two uh no one like really saw it coming you know mm-hmm. and that was a person that played a lot and did you know did did good things you know definitely do Trent's a young guy. He he's gotten a lot better with his attitude, but you know, he still needs some molding. He needs some hammering. And I would say like, that's someone that you would, I want that. I would relish that opportunity as a coach to build upon that person, because that's a future. That's someone that I want to, it's, that's a, that's a card I want to keep in my deck. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. And you know, for whatever reason he was let go. heard one story from Shane, heard one story from Trent it's it's done with now we have 12 guys and it, it just was the inconsistencies and the, the the lack of structure i think and i, I think a lot of guys confidence were, were just like you know was out there it was it just wasn't people weren't sure i mean i talked to nikki and fran who were like go from the team uh more so with nikki in this regard because i was going over points played like i didn't play a lot like when it came to just throughout the events like i played maybe half the points and a lot of people, you know, the people that played the most were between Trent, Chris Treegarth, and, and Clay, and and then Kyle. So there were guys that <clears throat> played, and a lot of other people were spread around. They didn't all play at the same time, and so that also hurt people when you when you're not playing consistency consistently and regularly with the same group of guys, and there's people sitting, and you don't know when you're going to go in, and you don't play uh, the field a certain way that just it weighs in on the back of your mind. There's a lot of small things that built up over time. And a lot of the guys heads that, uh, I think caused them to not have faith in the system. And mm-hmm. over the course of a year playing 
<clears throat> being coached a certain way and then getting those results. Like it just, things got more negative. And it, it's not to say that Shane and Mike didn't do a decent job trying to build off that. They definitely looked to have fun. They looked to build, to build camaraderie, but I, I feel like it was just too, too little. Like there wasn't enough of that. And it was one of those things where, you know, make the roster 10, you know, mm -hmm. it's just business, you know, it's not, and you don't burn bridges with people like, Hey, look, we need 10. Like, this is it. Yeah. I would say you can't come back and try to make the team next year or whatever, but like, this is just what the team has to do. Mm -hmm. Well, now they've, they've completely cleared the slate. And if, am I correct in, in assuming that the Revo guys have to fight for their spot as well, or are they already on the team? Uh, this, so I, I, I've talked to Billy about the team cause I'm still involved with it. And, and so I've got some insider information there. I'd still talk to Clay, Kyle, Keith. Yeah. Um, quite that, a bit. That's your I've voice. Talked, I've talked to Henry. It's, I mean, as far as I know, there's, there's, there's 11 guys on the team. They want nine. So whether they let, they figure out what happens at this practice they have in three weeks against dynasty and aftermath at ASG <clears throat> and cuts are made there, or they take 11 to Vegas and then they have to make cuts after that. I don't know. I've heard, you know, the four guys from last year, McGowan. So Mike McGowan, Keith DeVitt, Kyle Nicolau and Clay Hughes are all on the chopping block and two, Two will stay, two will go. And I've also heard that they ride with 11 at the first event and anyone, all 11 of them are on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would, especially the way it sounds like they didn't think they were going to get Omara and Henry. So they picked up two other guys and then did get Omara and Henry. So I don't know why the new guys that they picked up kind of what seems is to be a secondary pickup. You know, they wanted Omar and Henry first. Why wouldn't they be on the, ch I kind of like you roll with 11 and everyone's, if, if that's your, your motto, if that's your stance, you know, I don't know why you would put, I, I mean, I watched some film before we had Shane on, uh, of some Ironman matches at world cup and McGowan played pretty damn good. And, and Nikolau is, is a stud. You know, I think when he first came into the league, he was like so hyper aggressive. People weren't ready for it. And then people were able to kind of, realize if you play the Ironman, put an extra gun that way, just all, just have eyes on it. And it, it did kind of slow him down quite a bit. Once he adjusts to that, I think he could be really good, you know? And so, uh, yeah, to me, I, I don't, I don't know why you would choose which four on the chopping block already. You know, I think honestly, I would just say, uh, Henry and Omara at this point might be the only two that are not, you know, they have the most experience they are by far the two best players on the team, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're <clears throat> out of the entire group. That's the one thing that they bring is the experience, yeah, and right. and, um, and especially when it comes to leadership and what, how Henry was the like essentially the you would, you could say I guess the rock of the foundation of Revo and kind mm -hmm. of yeah I guess you can't say held that team together because they're still together uh, and they're still making moves and making stuff happen. Um, but we'll yeah, see what it, it looks like though, right? Like you it, that that'll reveal itself throughout the season throughout this next year. Yeah, well, I mean, they just lost Rob Velez. Yep. So it's Frankie, you know, Frankie next. Is he going to, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm not, I've been talking to Elliot Weaver. He's someone that I wanted to try and pull over. I wanted to get Elliot to come to the Ironman this year. Um, and I thought there was a pretty good chance of that happening. Um, but I, you know, obviously it didn't. And so I've been talking to him and, you know, he's very confident in what they have now. So I don't see, got it. I don't see anyone else leaving. Um, and I, and I, I think actually, in fact, they're going to try and pick up more people. Like the name that keeps coming up is, uh, Axel. 
right? Yeah. If they yeah. can grab him. Well, that's <clears throat> Axel's not going to play World Cup with him, so it's just a move that seems so strange, you know? I mean, I, I could, right? It, it was one of those things you have to weigh out, right? It, chances are high that the Tom Tons will make make it to World Cup again if it's a repeat of 2023. But if you are looking to build a solid team and do what is one thing that Rebels never done? They've never won, won an event, right? They've never even made the finals. No, I think they took third. Third, fourth, yeah. for sure. Third, th- so, yeah. I mean, th- you got to break that hump. And Axel's a winner, you know? And, and are you, I don't know that there's going to be much of a language barrier there, but, you know, he knows how to get the best out of people. He's a very serious guy. He plays really well, and he, he'd inspire. And if you can let him go down the snake and do what he knows how to do, that could really help that team, you know? And whether you'll lose him at the end, like, it's an opportunity. We had yeah. Greenspan had the opportunity to play with Heat in 2013 in Europe. You know, it's not something you're going to pass up an opportunity on. He's not playing with us in the NXL. I think that's different, though. He can earn the championship in that league with that team. You know, I think there's a little bit of a difference. I I get that, but I I think it's one of those things like that's just the way things are, right? Those are the rules. Right. And I I respect him for being true to his, the Tom Dons, and he's from France, and that makes sense to me. But yeah, if you're given it, it, you know, Clinton Moore, given the opportunity, if any European pro is given the opportunity to come over to the US and play knowing that that U S team can't reciprocate and come to the Europe and play anymore and mm-hmm. feel they're doing it. So like, mm-hmm. who cares? Right. Like as long as there's a mutual understanding there, like, yeah. Whatever. And now Clint Moore is on Revo, you know, he's yep. a part of that squad as well. So that would be really interesting if, uh, if that did happen, that'd be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, to go back to it, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff's going to come down to Henry on the Ironman stepping into that leadership role and kind of directing people and now the team we have to see what that team does in the next you know couple weeks because if if people are going to get cut from that team they're going to want to play and i know all those guys are going to want to play out of those four and yeah mcgowan played really well cuff like did a really good job um kyle is like i guess right now i'm looking at all those guys who's you know if you look at the roster of the 70 pickups who would you choose to be your number one attack on the other side Kyle. Yeah, it's Kyle. For question, sure. right? And then yeah. even with with Clay, <clears throat> with Clay on the snake side, like who's in the like beat him over there? Omara, maybe because he's got experience, but I feel like he's transitioned more into a two and not a one. And mm-hmm. Clay has been playing pretty damn good himself. So I don't know, man. They, they got to figure it out. I'm just going to be here to answer phone calls and talk to people when they ask for my opinion. He's got the phone calls coming in. He's still working. You're still on the clock right now, huh? Well, I mean, what time is it by you guys? It's uh, six fifty. So I think you're by you, isn't it? 5:50? Oh, five fifty. Five fifty yep. for me. Yeah, I'm always working. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so funny. You know, my girlfriend and I have this conversation all the time. She's a surgical tech, so she clocks in, clocks out. Her work's over, and she's like, "I would love to have your job," but but then you know, I'm on my phone setting up clinics or you know answering emails to people that are waking up in europe you know and it's late at night where we're at and she's like you know what are you doing you're always i'm like i have to work doesn't shut off when you're literally running your own business as a professional paintball athlete because it's not just you know i don't just have my contract with dynasty and i get paid to show up to practice and compete that's i hardly get paid for that everything else comes from really working incredibly hard and having multiple businesses throughout paintball that's what it is you know it's like what yeah, yeah, I, which I love. I'm not complaining at all, but I'm like, it never stops. You know, it literally never stops. And she doesn't quite get it. She tries to, but sometimes she gets a little, I'm like, I don't, look, 
I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's the only window that I'm going to have to talk to this person because they just woke up. They're about to go to work, you know? So like, you know, if I don't talk to them now, it's not going to be 10 hours, you know? And so it's already been three days where we're trying to set something up, you know? Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things, man. You know, like our work never shuts off. We don't, we don't clock this out and then, yeah, nope. we don't clock out and just, you know, forget about it. Well, this let's clock in and get some. Let's get some questions going. Let's talk yeah, about baby. What do we got, dude? You've already seen the Discord questions. I know, but I tried not to. I tried not to really. Look you at know, them you looked at them all. You know, I you glanced, did. I glanced. <laughs> I glanced at them, but yeah, I really didn't read them there. because I didn't want to like. You never want to like. I never want to think about the answers to the questions first because then I have a. Yeah, of course. Answer. Yeah, we want we want it to be fresh. All right, we we actually have the legend himself destroy. Roy Richards, who's in the chat as well. There's tons of pros, and we I'm sure you saw the news. We just opened up a whole new tier for everybody in Discord there. So he's wondering, what's Nick's favorite stout beer to drink at the moment? Uh, At the moment, my favorite is Goose Island's Bourbon County. The Goose? Goose Island, yeah. (laughs) So good. Goose, baby. Just so good. It's a good time. (laughs) They, uh... (laughs) They sponsored the NXL, baby. Amazing. Is it actually your favorite beer? Your favorite stout? It, so right now. Wow. Okay. Year, so Incredible. Amazing. They release a bourbon barrel aged stout that comes out once a year on Black Friday. And it's anywhere from 14 to 15% alcohol by volume. So like, yeah, I'm on that. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, there is a brewery like for 35, 40 feet to my left, to the south of me. Um, and they have a beer that is uh so it's a coffee that's a light coffee ale mm. that uses the coffee that's roasted below me in the in the coffee roaster that in the building i work in and it's phenomenal nice and you just so did nice. a video uh talk to us more about that video you did where you're romping around drinking so that'll, that comes people. out tomorrow with dylan oh dude i can't wow. wait so i did i did one a year ago and so this one we went out it's a little bit shorter than the other one um and yeah you didn't tip about, that poor lady man no we tipped him this time though and yeah, actually that, it was so cool we walked in and they uh dylan and jake had their cameras and jake works for the nxl um and they saw the cameras like yeah first round's on us <laughs> no, as long I, as you promote as long as you promote the building and so we made sure Big like game. hey if you're yeah. in kenosha but yeah that'll come out tomorrow we went out and did some drinking uh nice and so you flew talk. to kenosha just for that 30 minutes away oh really i drove ah, damn <laughs> That's I know close. you're that close. Nice. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so wh- just so the people know, where are you uh, reporting from right now? Where are you? I'm in Burlington, Wisconsin. I'm Dude, about an hour and, 15, yeah, hour and 15 minutes away from downtown Chicago. I'm an hour north from where I grew up, like directly north. And if you're familiar with the Midwest and Wisconsin, about two and a half hours from the Dells and 15 minutes from Lake Geneva. Yeah. To nice. my west. Dude, so, Wisconsin yeah. have some of the best uh, paintball fields and people in the country. Do you go out to Big any facts. of the local parks out there and play? Shout out yeah. to Outdoor Adventure Paintball Park out yeah, there. Yeah. I cannot wait to get back out there this year. You've been going there for a long time. Long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great family. Shout out <clears throat> to uh, the Burnsides. Awesome family. White out paintball. But I know you guys, Nick, you guys are up at what? Siege? So just each paintball, just went. They just had a big three man there. I was just there this past weekend, and then I went there with Cody Mikowski on Friday to do some drills. I was an idiot and didn't wear my cleats. So the, the first one on one I played, I went. I broke out to my left to the snake side. Just oh no! Face planted, uh-huh. like still one though. It all worked uh, out. 
It's slick. It's slick. Yeah, I, I needed more claw, less pad. I forgot my pack this weekend. <laughs> oh man, I feel like that's not a big one though. Like people yeah, have extra packs. Like I, I know nobody. Fourteen shoes, man. You know I'm gonna have a pack no, of cleats for me. So it, it is funny because <clears throat> I uh, I also forgot my shoes, but I remembered before I left my house, so I didn't technically forget them. But I was like, oh my god, I for- I left my cleats at World Cup. Shoot, do oh. I have cleats in my bag? So I open my bag and I'm looking through. I'm like, okay, my bag looks kind of light. I put cleats in there. I'm like something's missing. I just couldn't pinpoint what it was. You know, everything's washed and cleaned and all that. I'm like, ah, something's missing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be fine. I got all the important stuff. I get up there. I'm like getting ready. I'm like, it's my pack. I've done this a few times. It's my pack, the damn pack. But I was like, ah, it's okay. I just came up to do drills anyway. So it was, you know, no big deal. But I was yep. like, ah, damn, forgot the pack. I think I gave yeah. the pack away at world cup too. Dude. Yeah, I think I they're, I they have would. a new rule. Packless paintball loaders only send it. Send it. What do you guys think I'm about down. that? Sign me up. Loaders only. That'd be crazy. All right, so yeah, I'd be down. There's my beers. Otherwise, we got some good bourbons we can sip on. I'll sit, Roy. Roy, I'll sip. I'll sip any beer with you any day. Yeah, Roy's the man. Shout out to Roy one time. Let's go, Roy. We got legends in the chat. All right, we got uh one of my favorite community members. Did it hurt? He also has the Did It Hurt podcast. So please tune in. He might even rap on his show. He's the man. That's Paul. How much advantage can you have as a tall player? What are some do's and don'ts as a tall player? Because he's, you know, a taller guy. Um, I feel like it's, I think, honestly, you have more of an advantage if you're taller versus being shorter in the league. Uh, just because I can play all three sides of an Aztec. I can jump over a can and look for things. Not so much play, right? Like, yeah, jump shots are cool. But mm-hmm. being able to play over the wedges and the bricks, uh, as long as they're not hyperinflated. <clears throat> but with that being said, you can't just go into any of those bunkers assuming that you can just play them. You have to train for that. And so you really have to. And now, instead of <clears throat> just knowing your shots, low, left, high, left, low, right, high, right, you've got to be able to play it over the top. You have to be able to read, read all those dimensions uh, of, the, of that position and all the angles and, and train for it. So that's how you prepare. Get your ass in the bunker, make it uncomfortable. Yeah. Play different positions, uh, pivot all the way around it. Do a 360 spin around it and play uh, other other spots. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's um, <laughs> that leads great into this next uh, comment. It's not quite a question, but from Jay Stu, one of the OG Jay Goat Stu. members. Not so much a question, just a big thank you to Nick. Your clinic I attended, I have used more knowledge from it over any other clinic I have ever been to. As a fellow tall player, you've influenced how I play more than anyone else over the years. Thank you for all the years of being an ambassador for this sport and a great marketer for any company you've been with. We are going to miss you on the field, but we hope to have you around for decades to come in the booth. Well, hold up right there, Jay Stu. Yeah. We're going to see this man on hold the field up. again. So. <laughs> You'll probably see me in the booth too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, and then again, like all you guys heard it straight from Marcelo. He agrees with everything that Jason says. <laughs> Book me for clinics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, without a doubt. I, I, uh, I have I had some divisional teams that reached out and they they tossed your name around for coaching them. And uh, you know, it's funny, they preface it like, you know, he always seems like such a jokester, this and that. I'm like, as a coach, get Nick. Like I've done plenty of clinics with him done stuff at bki nick knows what he's talking about he elaborates really well nick is somebody you want to coach your team certainly so uh you know uh i i agree with with uh jay stew here if, if and, Nick is doing a clinic in your area show up and show the up. current bki camp champ there's an asterisk next to it i just want to say there's a small asterisk but i'm really really proud I mean, of you nick the camp was full you. 
it was full. A bunch of all the coaches were there. Well, everyone stuck. All the to coaches that weren't there. You're gonna be back. You're gonna <laughs> be back. This year. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be back. The five-time champ. I mean, literally undefeated. It's kind of insane. I, I have to lose. I'm gonna lose this next year. There's this year. There's no way I win again. There's no way. I've gotten lucky five years in a row, and and now I like broke the lucky. luck streak. I lucky. broke the luck streak. Yeah. I'm gonna come in and lucky. and you know lucky someone guy. else is gonna win. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess like that means i can't go this year i think that's exactly what it means it's time to sit out for a year you know i'll be the head ref yeah <laughs> somebody has to I, I told anthony i'm like look i don't even want to coach these things anymore because it's it's a little too intense at times i'm like i'd rather just ref you know it's i'd rather ref or you know whatever Dude, you got to be there. Camp wouldn't be the same without you. I can't of you. wait, dude. I yeah. cannot wait for camp this year. It was such a bummer last year that it conflicted with WC. I made the commitment to the Misfits early on that I'd be at all, be at all the events. Um, missing summer camp is like I from from the very first one. I said I would never miss it. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> things didn't line up to where yeah, I kind of had to. But uh, I'm back. I'm back this year. I look forward to it. I look forward to all the great food. I look forward to all the great memories. It truly is like you oh. leave summer camp and it's it's like one of the weeks where. It's kind of grueling. It's hard work. We're not getting the best of sleep. There's mosquitoes. Sometimes it's really hot at night, you know, Ryan but it's, that's all, everything. but that's always, yeah, but I'm used to that. You know, we're, we're teammates, we're teammates. So, um, you know, I got to give Ryan some credit too, though. He does so much of the legwork at, at these things. He really does. Like he'll, he'll just kind of go all in and be the one say, Hey, I'll, I'll take on this responsibility and, and go out and just handle it. Um, but well, you know, that's, you know, that's, he's making double. You know, well, saying? hey, it is what it is. You know, you get you get paid your worth. That's the way that's the way the streets work. That's right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, when you leave summer camp, there's like such a great feeling, uh, you know, it's a great sense of community. You know, we've been able to connect with, you know, 40, 50 players that are so genuinely interested in the game there to get better. Uh, the relationships. I mean, some of the relationships with kids that play on my divisional teams today, they started at the very first summer camp. You know, they really start started to grow at the first summer camp. You know, you spend a week with these kids and then you see them at events the following season or even later in this that same season. And and, you know, we care about how they do. You want to follow the journey because there's this connection. It's it's a really special, unique thing. So summer camp to me is one of the greatest events uh, in all of paintball. I say it all the time every year. I'm happy to be back coming for the gold. Uh, certainly, no doubt. But that's just a small part of the whole weekend. You know, there really is just such a tremendous amount of uh, cool things that we get to do. And it's all I can um, think about. Yeah. Yeah, man, we have the best crew of people from top, <laughs> from top to bottom. It Get is one of the best experiences ever. So if you haven't tried it out, definitely. And people always ask us, is it just for, you know, like uh, the teenagers or it's no. anybody? Everyone's yeah. included. So yeah. doesn't matter. Who you are, what you if you want to learn paintball, come out. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna learn paintball. That's what it's all about. And Carmen cooks up a feast, dude. A feast, an absolute feast. We're just gonna have a PKI po uh, podcast. That's all we're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, the food. Well, sorry, Carmen it sounds food. like Nick wants to move on from BKI stuff. So we'll we'll. Uh... No, I'm, I'm just saying, like we should. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, it's a huge part of what all three of yeah. us do. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know um and combine will be coming up here february 5th and 6th i think whatever that weekend is first weekend in february uh incredibly excited for that because we will be scouting for team usa and what's special about this year is we're not just scouting for the u16 and u19 we're also scouting for the veterans team so i forget if it's 40 and up or 45 and up you'll have to check the website uh but if you do 
Is it 40? I know it used to be. They were talking about changing it this year because of the dynasty guys. I don't, I don't know if they did, but in any case, 40 and up. Awesome. Nick, I believe Nick knows he's, he's really clued in on that kind of stuff. Um, if you guys have any interest in playing for team USA, this is your chance to come and, and get invited to the tryout. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's actually, excuse me. It's sold out actually. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's one of those things where if, if I was, when I 15, 20 years ago, heard there was an opportunity to try out for a team USA paintball team, like outside of the, the, the summer camp, right. Or a combine, I'd be there no questions asked for sure if you're looking to take your paintball career to the next level getting in front of the pro players and getting on a team like that is going to be something huge for your resume right that's you're building this resume and the minds that are going to be coaching you are going to take you to those next levels so really take it serious uh go on bki and study i think that they have everything on youtube as well or, or how can they study the drills in order to be prepared for the clinic or for the combine. So BKI does release uh, the combine stuff ahead of time to people, whether it's through the website, YouTube, or the Facebook page, or mm-hmm. I think kind of Instagram. So everything's put out there ahead of time. So you are uh, able to practice and visualize and prepare mentally and physically for everything that's going on. So you don't just show up and you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yes. But that's also on you. You got you to prep yourself. That's right. So go to the Facebook, go to the Instagram for uh, BKI Combine and stay tuned to that. Um, also, you know, take a look at BKI Paintball and uh, and get in there and learn some drills and learn different tactics that pro players are using to win out there. Shout out to yeah. BKI and Ant and Lori. Thank you for everything that you do. I don't know if you tuned in or not, but we love you. And uh, so much good stuff for the community comes out of that camp. So much. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to. Huh? What's up, so Nick? I'm just, I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. <laughs> He's just talking from, to himself. Nick from Papa Sash. How many paintball markers do you own? And will you trade one of your DM3s for an upped ion? He's got the picks too in the chat. This thing is. <laughs> no, crazy. I won't trade. Did you DM. see the gun before you're even going to say that? No, I told you I stopped looking at the chat. Well, you, you need to hop in there and, and see if you should maybe scoop this thing, you know, before you shut it down. Papa Sash. Okay. He's okay. probably going to take you up on the deal, just so you know. Okay. So he'll he'll DM you. He'll get at you, Papa. Guess Sasha. questions. No. <laughs> Look at that thing. He said, it's, uh, it's got like some weird gem in the middle. Yeah. No. He said, yeah. The dynasty gem, isn't it? <laughs> get it out of here. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> rusted and worn out and old. Oh, that's dynasty right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? If it's signed by uh, Angel for Goza, who is the only dynasty member to use that on the team, yep. I'll do it. Uh, Okay, Papa I mean, Sash, get it signed. Get it signed. Good luck. <laughs> I've got a couple pretty nice. Yeah, what DMs kind of here. old shock tech guns do you have laying around? I know you got some. I don't have as many as I used to. I posted a picture of uh, an autococker. That thing is clean. This is uh, one of the shock tech ones. They did a couple. Shock tech actually did the trauma, and they did. I think they did the, some, some of the other ones too for some people. I have way less guns than I used to. Um, I sold off a lot of my old autocockers and, and even some of my, I had an Ironman, original Ironman Matrix. Mm, um, I've had Toxic. I've had some free flows. I've sold off a lot. So I probably right now have probably close to 20 guns that I would say are not 
uh, tournament like die. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched the uh, Iron Man Matrix get built with Rich Telford and all those guys out in Modesto. That was crazy when those came I bet out. You that was cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Shout out to Telford. Yeah, it's yeah. I'll tell you what, it's crazy to me and talking to like and talk to Rich, talking to Matty Marshall, talking to like uh Steve Rabikoff, like their jobs were were putting together barrels and guns. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. And then they played paintball. So yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Uh definitely not gonna trade you. Cool gun <laughs> though. Um, <laughs> womp womp. Yeah, got, you got to give the womp like, womp. Yeah, yeah. Where's that button, Marcel? Where's that? Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, that right. Oh yes, dude. That's the, get that's some the post-its or something. I, some it, it actually comes with a cool cover. I just was stubborn. I was like, no, I'll remember this. How hard it can it be? It's yeah. the color, and then I just. I just blow it every time. I know. (laughs) I also need to update some sounds to this, you know, but it's also kind of funny when I go, and maybe it's not funny, but I'm like, I'm going for the womp womp. And then I give this. Oh, 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 I didn't mean that one. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It holds that for a long time there. It holds. Yeah. All right. So what happened to, uh, let's talk paintball vanished. Do we, we got any news on that? Yeah. Hit us with Um, the juice on that, Nick. Yeah. What's going on with that? He was, yeah, Vince, uh, the Instagram has taken down every single one of the posts. Um, I'm just curious. I, as to, I to wanted to reach out to him because him and I were doing a lot of talking with everything going on. He reached out. And it, he's he's someone that like he'll send me like half truths through <laughs> Messenger. A little fishing. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, look, dude, I don't have time for this. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> call me. Like let's not pussyfoot around here. Like I, that's, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. And so we, we actually had quite a few uh, good conversations and it was interesting because I, you know, he knew news. You know, he knew I was getting cut before I did because of who he talked to, you know, that's crazy. So that was interesting. Um, but, you know, we talked about his role in the NXL and what he was doing. And I think we, a lot of people can agree that being thrust into now managing world cup, he did a pretty damn good job. He Agreed. told me, and when we did talk, he was at his other job, and he told me that he got a promotion, uh, and so a lot more was put on his plate. So he wasn't going to be able to do mm-hmm. what he would have liked to have done with the league, but he was still going to participate and um, offer his services, right? Because I think you know anyone would be lucky to have him with his uh, his skill set and and the effort he puts into creating content and breaking things down for people and really informing. Um, people probably maybe not so much in the know, right? The younger generation of people that aren't tied in as much. But I don't know. I saw I saw a story about him saying something like something happened at a peace sign, yeah. and I was like, and then and then he like deleted his account. I uh, yeah, you know, I don't. It's I don't completely know. gone. Yeah. So I thought about trying to reach out to him, but it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a bummer because, you know, unfortunately, it's it's so frustrating that there is this, you know, riff and competition amongst, you know, people that are putting out media, whether it's, you know, Let's Talk Paintball or whoever it might be that is doing, you know, similar things. And it's why do we want less of it? It makes no sense. What Vince does with Let's Talk Paintball is incredibly valuable. I enjoy his content. Sure, sometimes things are wrong. Who cares? Guess what? That happens. You're going to just like kind of 
you know, shun somebody into just completely dropping it all together. I'll tell you what, the sport is better off with him involved doing his show the way he was doing it on a consistent basis. And it doesn't make any money for him. Zero. It's, it's actually, it's an expense. It's yeah, time. time, you know, it's time away from, you know, his other job, his family, his, it's time. It's sacrifice to put out content for paintballers. What the hell are we doing? Hating on some of this stuff. Look, Tyler and I mess up quite frequently. I mean, it's funny. I, you know, we read the comments. We want to try to interact in all of them. They're like, oh, you guys need to do this. I'm like, oh, you're not wrong, but okay. Do you want to hire another person for us? Cause that would be great. It's a great idea. Great idea. Can we like hire a third person? Nick, do you want to come work for free and like do some of this stuff? Cause <laughs> yeah, the, comments, you guys, the, the comments, you guys are spot on, but I, I mean, I don't know if like I'm in my one bedroom condo here, you know, I'm in my uh, bedroom. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> Is is what we got to work with, you know. And yeah. then I'm balancing coaching and competing, and you know, having a, a life, you know, outside of paintball as well. Like it's difficult, right? We do this because we love it. We do it because we truly want to help the sport grow, and we're actually putting action to those words. So Vince was putting action to those words, and we've done something to not accept him as a community to make him feel that he isn't wanted here. And that sucks. That is really that, sucks. Is that the truth. You, you know what? Good point, Nick. It, Maybe it's not the truth, but that's what I read from it. It was it the the quote he put was like, "It was only a matter of time, and then a peace sign." And then he deletes his Instagram. Like, okay. I don't know. That seemed a little like passive aggressive, you know. And I know there was some conflict with. Well, I don't know. I heard that there was some conflict with the photos he was using and this and that. Okay, okay, get all that, but like, damn, dude, we're we're just. We're hindering our growth. If there's, you know, 10,000 people that tune in and watch Let's Talk Paintball videos, there's not a video for every hour in the day, right? There's just not uh, of Let's Talk Paintball. So that person listens to that. And then guess what? Maybe, you know, Spick and Span or Play the Game or, or Iconic also share a perspective on that same topic. Those people that heard Let's Talk Paintball first, you're like, oh, I want to hear this perspective on it. It keeps people engaged in paintball as a whole. So to me, it's uh, an incredible failure on the paintball community's part, not just the players, but the end, whoever it is, to ever kind of bully somebody out of the sport. And again, I'm making assumptions. I'm not positive that's what happened. It's just the way sure. I, that I took it, knowing the background. And I just think it's a total failure. And I wish we would turn our shit around so that we can actually go somewhere in this place, you know, and, and bring paintball uh, to the place we want to bring it. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not gone forever. I don't know if you can like hide your account or whatever. I don't know if how how it's working out. Um, yeah. But as of this you moment, can. it's uh, it's not up and running. So we hope to see you back, Vince. I truly appreciate all that you're doing in the game, man. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Agreed. And and all media photographers and everyone people yeah. that are just producing That's paintball right. content. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is helping paintball so much. Everyone. Yeah. So. You know, even Scotty from Will Ball for Soup, I do not personally like a lot of the content he puts out. It doesn't fit my taste, but it's content. Nonetheless, you can make arguments of how I, I've heard the arguments of how it's bad for certain companies and this and that. Cool. Guess what? In every single industry, you have that type of media as well. So, you know, again, it's like one of those things. I, I, I'm more power to you. If you have people that are engaged and it's they're engaged because it's paintball related, that's a win to me. That yeah. is a win. So, yeah, so bad publicity. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, well, I was you. just hanging out with Scotty Will Ball for Soup out here in AZ at uh, Battle Zone, and he's going to probably be coming on the show pretty soon, I would imagine. So we'll get his perspective at Love some point. Yeah, we'll have sure. him on the show. So what about? Can what we about, talk about what he released what, on Tyler, his Instagram? Tyler, Tyler telling everyone that Elliot Weaver was on the Ironman. Dude, oh, that, was, that was so funny. <laughs> that was in the. Uh, did you post that in the Discord? Somebody posted it. Was, no, it was you, uh, I posted it on the Ironman Instagram. Elliot, oh, Elliot posted this as a joke, and yeah. I, I hit him up. I was like, Elliot, tag team Ironman, <laughs> and he did. Oh, and that's I, funny. I shared it on the Ironman Instagram, and I within like seconds, people were like calling me and like, what? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's a good thing. You should want Elliot on the Ironman. <laughs> He's crushing it. <laughs> and then I'm listening to your, your show, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, congrats on that. And I was like, Ooh, we got another one. Got him. Got it. You you got a big fish right there. That was a yeah. big fish. It was like this is breaking news, and I I remember I was like. Because I didn't like, see, I never saw the post, but I I had like heard about Elliot Elliot staying, and I was like, "Huh? <laughs> you sure? What? That was that was a funny one." No, but yeah, I'm talking about uh, Will Ball for Soup. He posted something earlier. I posted a lot of things. Yeah, like, he, earlier specifically, I don't, I haven't. I don't I'm know asking Tyler. Well, he posted. <laughs> I don't know. He posted something uh, that you know is something that you're close to with Die, right? That's what the whole there was a whole blowout or something that happened with that. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's, is that what you're talking about? about? Are you talking about the gun he posted? No. Tyler. So there's Dalton, January 2nd. What am I looking at here? No, it's in his stories. Oh, oh, fuck you, man. Nick isn't Uh, phone savvy. He's not phone savvy. Stories is one thing like you can get lost in and it's like, there's okay, he has so there's, three there's he the, has three stories on his page. Okay, monkey right for a gun. Okay, cool. What Todd will be coaching? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I know that. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. Why well, did I'm sorry, I didn't know. When you brought up the die thing. Good job, Nick. He he <laughs> <laughs> see, like this is I don't have time for half truths. Just freaking ask the question. Like, this is what it's all about, right? I wasn't That's asking you. I know. Well, I don't know that. Like, you, you, if you like, like for me, like you're over. Wait, you're over here, and Tyler's down here. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, me I think signs, it's man. Give me the steel sign. I don't know. Obviously, it's public knowledge. You know, Nick. You know. Um, well, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. I would not have said something to me. It's not public. I got a, a phone call yesterday about it. I made phone calls about it because. It's news, and when I make phone calls about it because I'm trying to figure stuff out, and those people already know, then cat's out of the bag. Yeah, and I will defer to Tyler in this one. Oh, okay. I've got um, plenty of subjects to move on to if we want. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. Yeah, we'll just okay. move on. out of respect. Yeah. But hey, everybody, yeah. give Will Ball for Supa a little look on the story. He's actually been with some. How does he find out this stuff? That's what I want to know. I want to know. I'm trying to. I want to know who the mole is. I want to know who the mole is. Just one. There's not just one mole, and this is something. There's got to be Mole City. It's got to be a city of moles. But it's like one of those things where I think there are plenty of people that that are involved in the industry, um, in paintball in one way or another, and they get this information somehow, and they themselves can't post it, but they feel some sort of uh, elation or release when they can give it to whether it's the paintball troll, the pro paintball troll, any, any Scotty, any, anybody. And like that, that means that the people that are finding this out are not trustworthy people. So how close, like whoever has the information first, 
Why do they feel that they can trust certain people? Well, they know they can't. Well, like, well, I know, but they are. They clearly are giving that information to people that are telling. I don't. I don't think like, that like, those people are known. It's just they do such a good job of of giving it up, or like some people. It's just information is released in circles where, you know, you just yeah maybe people, people maybe. like that they just want they just it is so funny though like, yeah people are good i like it i'm engaged i follow <laughs> yeah. I, I see all the stories you're engaged you know? i'm engaged yeah. He's like, yo what when did this happen yo dog chill bro yeah, she listens to the show <laughs> damn dude i thought i'd be the first to know yeah that's crazy congrats yeah, you you are the first to know right now <laughs> uh just jokes everybody just jokes just what was jokes. that next topic you were talking about just just jokes oh i got one Shame uh, let's talk about uh david montgomery being in the uh same breath as barry sanders out there for his um one of the only players to rush for a thousand yards and 10 tds we just had him on the show in his first season with Detroit for the NFL. And uh, he's in the same breath with Barry for, for that team. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he had a stellar year. So it was so cool that, uh, uh, he, you know, this, this is funny. Scotty from Mill Ball for Soup is the one who, like, showed him his first paintball experience out in Arizona. That's right. And, uh, yeah. and you know, we had David on the show uh, before the start of this NFL season. And uh, he, he loved – paintball had a blast it was awesome to have him on and then he had like his a career year uh so it's been really fun to follow uh his success with the lions and and watch uh you know they're they're now making a super bowl run they're serious contenders too so that's pretty badass and, and yes you picked him up to be on your fantasy team right uh yeah he was he did end up on one of my fantasy teams what's what's uh <laughs> what's what's funny is all football players so like you talk to chris odom you bring up fantasy and they're all like so weird about it like they hate it, you know, oh, and yeah. I'm sure it's, I, I can sure. only imagine if you are at that level and you know, people are like betting money on you, you know, some are winning Millions big, but dollars. a lot are like losing big and they're sending you death threats and all this stuff. I'm like, sure. bro, we play in a free league for fun. I don't care if you do good or do bad. It's just fun to watch. You know, like it's all good, bro. It's all good. You have a bad game. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Crazy. But yeah, fantasy makes people go nuts for sure. And in, in the, in professional athletes, they're, they're definitely a certain way about it. Mm-hmm. we uh we did also hear that <laughs> i'll believe it when i see it as well we're gonna see about this pro teams are required to shoot pink shell <laughs> yellow fill paint for the 2024 season that's that is the, i don't know what's more appropriate that one or or the yeah, yeah, I think that one. That one, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was, was it both of you that were talking about that when we talked about show colors? Yeah, like, absolutely. You, you guys, uh, and like the reasons why it didn't happen. Wasn't there like was there was that on your the PTG podcast where there was a big like discussion about that? Oh, um, I don't know. There's We've so talked much about going it on. so much. Yeah, ad nauseum, okay. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I that, think that's, I think that's funny. That, that would even come up because like that's the one thing and i was in i was at pro caps gi uh, mm-hmm. in canada in montreal when there was a meeting with the nxl and the millennium to go over that in gi and cena they did a panatone test with cameras and they found right. that that lime green yellowish shell and they said this will show up the best on cameras and the league put it out there to say this is what we're going to require you guys to do 
This is a while ago, right? This is like 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Brand new, you know, PSP is gone. NXL's in 2015, 2016. And it didn't, no one, no one did it. Like outside of GI, which, you know, you can say, well, it's easy for, you know, Richmond at the time, he was at the helm and and he can make that decision. But a lot, I, I don't know if it was a resource thing, but a lot of other paint vendors couldn't do it. So it was nice because it was tried. Right. And there's there's something to be said to like it was measured. Like they there was science behind it where it was they tried it out and like that made sense. Right. But for like, you know, this stuff to happen now, like it's just a victory. We got orange fill. You know, it's what we doing with pink, pink shell, yellow fill. Like come on, man. That's yeah, I I would have to agree. I would be happy just the the shell. If we could just do the, you know, a bright shell, I think that would be monumental. Just or or no, literally save the money, clear shell with the yellow fill that we have. Like I don't know how marbleizer was. Marbleizer in the day used to be just the swirl on the ball and you would tell the fill by it because it was a yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And And it it didn't look like that, you know, it looked like it was a yellow shell. Yeah. But having mm-hmm. having worked at a paint company, you have correct. Mm-hmm. Um, is it in fact cheaper to use a clear fill, or is that just is that like no? The, the brighter the the more you recycle stuff, the darker it gets, whether it's a shell or the fill. So uh-huh. to use a white <clears throat> or a yellow, um, it's called virgin, right? It's it's mm-hmm. never been. It's first time it's been used. Yeah. It's more expensive usually to have that. Um, oh, so that shell is more expensive. If it truly is, yeah, the bright of the shell, yeah. So certain colors you have to, if you know how to make colors, right, to, you have to mm-hmm, mix stuff. Like right. there's orange pigment has to be used to make pink. So mm-hmm. you're you with your if you're mixing high, especially when it comes to tournament paint, because if you want it to be more vibrant, you want it to, you know, you want it to be brittle, you want it to leave a good mark. So that's typically a more expensive paint to be made. So yeah, the 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 lighter the color, usually the, it's not recycled, right? It's that's right. More but comparing it. Comparing like a bright yellow ball to a clear shell, which would be more expensive. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Because you're removing, you, you're removing a whole compound, right? Might, but you're also, you are. Yeah. Like, one of those things were too, where like in adding things, it, it, depending on the makeup of whether it's a, a color or an ingredient into that shell, you know, those bonds to hold the shell together have like the chemistry of that have different effects. So. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a, a true clear ball in a long time. Years ago, Procaps, and we, we stored this at our Addison warehouse years ago, had uh, clear munitions for the FBI for their sim, sim munitions that we actually held for people to pick up to take to different bases and camps hmm. and whatnot. And that was the clearest I'd ever seen. It was it was almost like a jelly ball where Whoa. it was that translucent and the fill was clear. And you like our, uh, we would we would mess with people on, on, at shock practice, some would, you would take a ball and you'd put it in your loader and the eyes couldn't read it. Oh, shit. And so like your gun would stop working and you'd be like, what? like the paint's there. Like everything's good, but there's a clear translucent paintball in your so And you the, would just uh, it and it was like a watery fill. Like you wouldn't know. Like you couldn't play with it because you'd be like, yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's interesting. That? So it's much cheaper to make a darker shell ball because uh, most of the time it's not virgin product and it, it you can kind of – yeah, yeah. So, and that totally makes sense. And I totally understand if that's the reason why we can't have bright shell. I just wish well, that I had some type of a, you know, a clear explanation as to, as to why, and I'm okay if we can't, you know, totally. But, but I think that if we are really caring about the optics on this and what the, you know, building the show, um, having something that's 
traceable. And even, man, I'm like, why do we even have to play in daytime? Have you seen this night ball with the glow in the ball? Like, that looks insane. And you can trace these these shots and you can see everything they're doing. That's what's going to be the next level for our game. So I, I don't, honestly, I'm not married to anything. I'll play this current format with the current paint and forever because I love paintball. But I'm just thinking, you know, kind of outside the box and for the future of the game, I think that it's very, very necessary to add that optic to the game. I think it will help in so many ways with camera, with people watching, all the above. Yeah. Well, there, there's like multiple ways around that. And the NXL is obviously no, they're no dummies. But uh, what I will say is I want to be careful saying that it's so much cheaper to make a dark paintball because it doesn't sound like we actually have have the answer there. Yeah, right? we we're don't not, know. We're yeah. not sure if, you know, a clear paintball with yellow fill is that much more expensive than, you know, what it would cost to make a ball, you know, add the dye, add whatever it is to to make a paintball yellow or even purple, you know, cause that's still, again, it's one whole compound and on, on a grand scale, like what does that even out to? That's that, those are the numbers that I would like to see. And I, I just don't know. Uh, I don't have, you know, from, from the plant. Up Perfect. Like, That'd be amazing. Yeah. No way. Break wow. down the paint for you. He could. And would I, love I, to. I could, yeah. I could say that what goes into making tournament paint, from GI Sports, Core Outdoor, whatever you want to call them now, uh, for events is going to be a more expensive ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, of just course. the time and effort that's put into it, not only um, you know for the ingredients, but just to make balls for you know they, they look at how what's the weather going to be like, how humid is it going to mm-hmm. be? Oh yeah, They're, the having gone up there quite a few times and seeing the the chemistry, the labs they have, and the effort that they put in, like it's no joke. And I can yeah. A side story to that would be a lot of the guys in the heat back in the day, Tim Montressor and Brian all gave me a shit being the GI guy, right? And saying, <laughs> we know this paint and all this stuff. And then we finally got them. To, they came up to the plant and Opie gave them a tour. And they, they apologized because I was like, <laughs> like it's, until you can go up there and see it, like you just don't know the amount of effort that goes into it. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah, I imagine. Um, but I will... I will hit him up for you. He would be a really good person to have on the show, not only because yeah, he has a love history in the sport, but yeah. because he heads up probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest paintball manufacturing only plants. Well, I think they still do uh, pharmaceutical stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, yeah, the story behind that, what he's done in GI is wild. And, you know, people are always debating about paint online. Yeah. You know? that's so right. like, not to say he can put it to rest, but he's, he knows his shit. And he would be very, very good. Oh man, that'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah. it'd be an honor. Yeah, well, I would love to because, like Tyler said, I get it. If if it is significantly more expensive, and that's why we haven't been doing it. Okay, sure, but for I don't buy that at all. I don't. For, I think that's not agreed. that's not the reason. It has nothing to do with yeah. price. It's just getting everyone. Is like the, all the paint manufacturers have to just mm-hmm. say like the everyone has say, to do it. This is what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're right. doing this. Not because we're like overlords, it's because this is what we believe is the greater good for yeah. mm-hmm. our niche of paintball in tournament, like tournament paintball. That's totally it. and we're gonna test it and this is how it's gonna go. So do yeah. it. At the same time, <laughs> if you know GI were to show up and say, Oh, you know what? We're going back to what we did in 2010 and all of our paintballs are black. What sucks though is you know what you just it, too bad. All of your teams are disqualified, you can't sell the paint for that event. I guarantee you it never will happen again. It'll never happen again. Dang, you disqualified them all too? I guess you can't disqualify the teams <laughs> unless they use the paint, but you know, they're gonna have to find something else. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you just light like, the paper on fire. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying you 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 lay down the law one time and that doesn't happen again. But if, no, uh, you know, right, you you'd find them. Like you'd have to you'd have to do something and, and right. that's what the league would need to do. But all I know all I know once again is I don't know. Uh, and that's what I always come back to and and uh you know we, we just love paintball. I would have to say all three of us here love paintball. I think it would be a, a good addition to the fabric of the game. And uh, hopefully at some point in the future, we can see something like that come to come to fruition out there. Yeah, Let's go, baby. That would be that would be awesome because it, it makes a difference for the cameras. It makes a difference for, for the viewers. So. Keith Brown posted a, a reel uh, today and, you know, they're all using bright yellow shelled paint. And you're just watching from a side, like as if you're standing on the sidelines, so you're not even really seeing the full stream. You're seeing paint whizzing by. And I'm like, and he even posted, you know, like yellow shell, please. Like this, this is great. Did and it really? did. Damn. Yeah. And it, it looked, oh dude, Keith has been all over the yellow shell thing. You know, he, he gets mm-hmm. it. Um, personally, I would rather yellow than pink, but I think they've already, you know, done the whole trademarking the NXL pro pink thing and, and have, you know, a business model set up for that. Mm-hmm. Either way, they both stand out, but it Was looks it? really good. I apologize. I just realized I said orange. It was pink. <laughs> you watching paintball videos over there? Well, he said re- I wanted to see what he was referring to. Keith Brown. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah, I just like. Yeah, it. Keith's the right. man. <clears throat> Keith is the man. All right, we got some more Discord questions here. Let's that see. We got, <laughs> we got. We uh... got. <laughs> you got to go to his story though. I, yeah, I did. I saw him. Bright shell only. Yep. <clears throat> and he's getting that work. Swaggy. Yeah. So yeah, nasty, I do, it makes me think of uh, the old uh, PMI uh, Evil Ball, the orange and the yellow. Yeah, which is mm. the E on it. Like those were so nice to see. And it, like I'll say the one thing too, it was so nice to be able to shoot that ball like 15 balls a second, and you see this laser beam of angry lemon heads coming at you. <laughs> All right, what do we got? PTG Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CB2K macro line gang. He's part of the macro line gang. That means he owns a gun with a macro line and he has posted a photo in the chat. So we know he's, he's authenticated. You're part of the macro line gang too, as well, right? Line. Yeah, let's go. And Any Nick, call. if you don't have that, uh, Oh, that's sick. Bring that up to the camera. Hold on. Where are you going with that? This is a old angel. Dang. What kind is that? A dark? I don't know. It's pretty dope. All right, we got um, CB2K. If you go back to Aftershock, either as a player or a coach, are you going to remake One Night in November movie once you win? I've already talked to Dan Napoli about it. <laughs> Dan, tight. And of course, Dan Dan would uh, share a memory of that coming up. So it was funny uh, when he, that came out in January. So mm. he like shared a memory of me uh, to the camera, to Brad Mon, the camera, giving the number one up. Yeah. How many sure. years pro have you been playing now? Since 07, end of 06, 07. Since you were seven years old? No, 2007. Okay. I was younger than you. <laughs> I was like, dang, man, he beat me. Um, <laughs> so you've been in it for a minute. Wow. Yeah, several minutes. Several I'm minutes. About, about 45. <laughs> What else you got? What else you got? Give me something. Nick, good. I got I got a tough question from Grindstone Cowboy. He says, Hey Nick, do you feel like your comedic and lighthearted personality takes away from your ability to lock into flow state? Or do you think it gives you an advantage because you're able to separate from the stress with comedic relief? Uh, very good question. I think it's the kind of it's kind of two different things to me because <clears throat> like the 
the best feeling I get in the world, uh, well, okay, the best feeling I get in my paintball world is when I get to walk on the field and I'm passing either one of you. And I know that everything I'm going to be doing is going to take all of my effort, all my concentration, not only to defeat you guys, but to communicate with my teammates. And so I feel like I've gotten to the point, or I know that I've gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable in being in those shoes that I can enjoy myself and poke fun at you and, and, and say, where are you going? And try and mess with you when I go past you, because this is where I'm at. I'm, not, I'm, on, I'm riding that high. Like, this is it. And so not letting that make me feel nervous or uncomfortable, um, you know, not letting the score come into play. Like, I know I'm looking in, into the eyes as long as I can see, damn, not wearing weird lenses. I'm looking at you guys in the eyes. I'm like, hey, I'm going to try and shoot you. And I'm not going to let you shoot me. And I'm going to try and win. And so that, to me, takes me to another level. And, and I think I'm just so comfortable with it that it allows me to joke around and have fun because I'm doing what I love at the highest possible level. And there's, there's nothing else that can top this. So it's easy for me to go back and forth with that. And again, living in those moments and appreciating them for what they are, I only get to do that five times a year. And if you look at this last year, we didn't make Sunday. And so the, the, the amount of times that I get to even do it is, is greatly reduced, you know, mm-hmm. when, especially when you, when you, when you want to be out there playing to win. And so I've really tried to uh, embrace all those moments because you never know when it'll be your last to just when I'm out on the pro field and you've got the best paint and you've got the best refs and you've got the best players, I'm going to have as much fun as I possibly can. And that only heightens my senses and my focus in my results. It sharpens me. Um, the second half of that, was, read the second half of that question. Oh, shit. Scrolled away. Oh. Uh, because I feel like it was no that you you yeah, yeah you, you it wasn't two that. separate questions yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah I feel like there's probably there's you probably obliterated times, that there's probably times when off the field when <laughs> I'd be like what was the joke I missed it what right or bad uh probably off the field there's definitely times where I could probably be a little more serious but <laughs> okay this that's just life brother. Dude, you bring the passion to the field every time you show up. So just keep doing your thing. Let's go. He's doing karate moves over there. Hop in the YouTube. Check this guy out. He's going crazy. I love you, Nick. I can't oh, wait yeah. to see you in a few weeks, man. All right, we got Patty Rice. He's got a bunch of votes on this question. They're all voting on these things in there. Nick, I imagine this offseason has been stressful, tumultuous, just uncertain at times. But when you heard from Todd that it would be Chicago aftershock resurfacing, was there a sense of pride or joy as a former shock player? Um, and did you feel like something was lost when they fell apart after being relegated? Definitely, um, definitely felt really happy, like, um, for Todd and for Rennick, because I knew, I knew more about that year when the team got relegated about what was happening, like, and being tied in with Rennick for a long time in the Badlands. Like Rennick wasn't in a spot where he was, he was passionate about the game. He lost that fire. He admitted it. Like it's one of the things like a lot of people that I came up with playing for shock felt like Rennick didn't care, but he had a lot of stuff going on in his life where he was, he went through a divorce. He had issues, you know, it was tough, you know, with the economy. He had at one point, I think four or five bad boys toy stores. It got reduced to one and then it got reduced to now everything's up the field. You know, he sold shock tech to Daniel Love. He had a lot of other things going on in his life that that dissipated his passion for the game and he couldn't focus on the team. So he said to everybody, and Mike Bruno can back this up, that at the end of 2018, shock wasn't going to be pro no matter. They could have won World Cup. 
shock wasn't going to be there for 2019. Mm. And that was tough to hear. It was even tougher that that didn't like, like they couldn't have gone out and it had been bittersweet with a win, you know, kind of like, it's like the Houston heat, right? Like we're not Houston heat, but shock in 2011. Like we won the year sucked, but we won Vegas. We had a decent year in seven, man. I think we took third in the series and then half the guys leave to go play for infamous scum suckers. Um, <laughs> dude. But like, I had a relationship with Rennick where I would go in. I would, I would do this. Mother's, I'm still pissed about that. Like, I, 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 yeah, I, I, there's a couple, a couple of colorful words that came to my head that I figured out. Oh, uh, um, another a sucker word, whatever. Um, like Rennick would give it, he'd give you anything if you walked into the store. Like he would in finance, like he, he couldn't afford to provide, uh, you know, everyone wanted to play both days every weekend. He couldn't afford the paint. Like he had to, to sustain the team. He had to keep the field running and he was losing ground everywhere, right? Online sales, other stuff going on. And so, I mean, that hurt like to one to have to choose a step. I didn't want to play for any other team in my life than shock. Like I was like, I, this is the team I grew up watching. I emulated, um, which say, I think there's a question about like who I looked up to. We'll get to that. Uh, that's the one question I kind of remember, but, so for it to come back, like it made me feel really good, especially knowing it was taught. It was knowing someone that had earned victories and titles and had put Aftershock on the map and was someone that I looked up to that was that was Absolutely. at the helm of the team. And that Rennick was involved and was had some resurgence to it. Um, because like it sucked to think, you know, that the team was gone away. And that's one of the things that sucks too, is like I was like, man, I did what Todd Adamson and Billy did. They left Aftershock, they went to the Ironman, they won, and then they retired. So I thought, hey, I'll retire with the Ironman. You know, <laughs> I went from the, the blue dye team to the red dye team, one with both. Life's great. And now you're on the green one. I did play for a green. I did play for a green one. Now, now you're heading back. And that I'm was a uh, blue. blue. Not gonna be green. Oh, that's right. They they were a green. That was yeah, in the past. When, when and from 08 to 09, when aftershock went from dye to planned eclipse, eclipse changed. Uh-huh. They took the colors from blue to green. But yes, historically, Shock has always been blue. And Dougie Fresh, you got to change your uh, your name in the Discord to Dougie Fresh now. Nick, while you were coming up through the divisions, who did you try to model your play style after? So I think that's kind of what you were hinting on. Were there any other players that you came up with that you modeled your play style after from, obviously, growing up in that area? Um, so it was Brian L.B. Fow. Oh, yeah, Mr. Fow. He's out here in the desert, and he is yeah. all-time, all-time, all-time GOAT. He was working for PMI at the time. Good friends with Jeremy. They, they had a lot of history coming up and playing together on different teams on Avalanche. Uh, and so we would get together a lot with him and go down in the city with Psalm and with LB. And a lot of times I would find myself traveling to events and he'd be there and he'd give me rides to and from the airport. And he helped out Damn. our divisional team a lot through Empire. Uh, and it was always someone that like I could turn to and ask questions. And I felt like he would just, you know, would just give me a, a straight up answer, like whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the truth. And so he definitely was a, a big inspiration and someone I followed um, and watching how he played and how I wanted to play. Like, I He's think, a beast. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Outside of that, that, I mean, one but, of the best. He's one of the best to, for – the time that he played for, without a doubt, was one of the best players to play in in those time periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, it would be um, like shock. It was the kids on shock. It was Kenny Camper, Travis mm-hmm. Day, 
Um, it was when Danny Tiljack got picked up by Dynasty. You know, the diamond in the rough, he went and played there. Uh, Brandon Mayo, who played for – he played for Philly, and then he played for Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Um, LB, I think, was like the one adult that stood out the most, and then everyone else was just my peers that were at that age, right? But then, be, like, being a Shock fan, it was like, screw Dynasty, they stole our World Cup. Everyone hates the Philly All-Americans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. and- the funny thing about all those names that you just said, I'll bet you every single one of them could pick up a paintball gun right now and go and be dominant out there on the field still. Yeah, and, and secretly, the the like the, my dark horses, the people I looked up to a lot was was all the trauma guys, mm-hmm. Duder oh, yeah. and Summers sure. and Tyler and Lucian. Like though, that yeah. was like the epit. Like it's it's one thing I think we're dynasty because of how the success they had at the pro level got a lot of limelight for being that group of friends, but trauma won i think 10 every they won every 10 man amateur there was then they made it in, into a franchise nxl team and they won the first year mm-hmm. and that's the same homegrown farm team and then the bittersweet the, i guess I say bittersweet the crazy thing about that is that the 06 it was 06 where was it like no uh nebraska we played them in our bracket and because we beat them as shock they didn't qualify for world cup that year because that's oh, how damn. that went and then they disbanded oh, oh that's crazy yeah I actually uh, I played with Lucian on Oakland Blast, and we won a Huntington Beach against uh, Impact Damn, out there dude. in like the before. I remember that? that. Like, yeah, early mm-hmm. early years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like '07 or something. Way back. Yeah, I joked around years ago when I got cut from Heat. People were asking where I was going to go, and I took a selfie with me wearing a trauma jersey and said, "Trauma's back." <laughs> and a Let's bunch go. of those guys commented, "Like we should come back." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're oh, ready, dude. Seven. They're ready. Yeah. And once That's again. Good. A bunch of dogs, you know, they could pick up guns and, and be dominant out there. Ah, Solid paintball players. Matrixes. Yep, you got one in your hands right there. That's crazy. Well, Nick, we can't thank you enough for your time, the energy, the passion, the love that you bring to the game, the uh, the fire, and we're looking forward to seeing you in a couple weeks out here in Texas. And uh, good luck to you on the endeavors out there in Texas. Give us the weather forecast in the PTG World chat, and and we'll stay tuned in. Dude, I checked. It's supposed to be like in the lower 70s. It's going to be nice. No way. Really? Yo. It's in the 70s. Nice. Oh, you're in for a cold front, though. It's in like two weeks, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> 30 degrees here, and we got five inches. Yeah. So it's yeah. A- nice. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys and all the effort uh, you put into doing the shows, being active in the Discord, and being positive role models for paintball <laughs> players worldwide. Hell yeah, brother. I'll love Thank you, Nick. You're the man. Appreciate yeah. you. Can't wait to see you soon. Keep us posted on on uh, the Aftershock weekend. We got to get you on, like, maybe the week, that the Tuesday yeah. right after. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Just say, just say sure. Or, or we'll, Todd, we'll call you. We'll get, we'll get, you got to get Todd Adamson on here. I know. I've been wanting yeah. to. I've been talking to Todd. He was supposed to call me yesterday morning. He was supposed to call me today. He's, he's supposed a busy to, man. He's a busy man. He's got a lot going on. Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. um, In doing jerseys for them, I actually just got earlier a design came through. Um, Todd is Todd is working it to not only do things that no one's done for the team, but for the league. Mm -hmm. Insider info. Love Mm -hmm. that. Okay. He's he's getting some some uh, outside sponsors. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Oh. He's be making some waves for everybody. That'll affect everyone in the tournament scene in the NXL. Really? Wow, 
Yeah. Well, we definitely got to give you a call once you get back from that, and uh, yeah. and we'll dive in soon. We love you. Thanks awesome, for everything, brother. Nick. Peace. Yes. Peace. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. As always, if you would like to support, please head over to ptgpaintwell.com. Click the orange Patreon link in the top corner. And if you would like to support, just sign up at any level and you'll get access to the Discord. It's an amazing way to get integrated with the community, ask guests questions, become part of the show, and become part of the amazing PTG community. We can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much, PTG fam, for always asking the greatest questions. You make our guests have a great time and uh, you make the show so much better. We appreciate you guys tremendously. And as always, we will see you very soon.